I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome to another episode of Resource. Real talk about Louisville real estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties here in Louisville, Kentucky. I welcome you back to another episode. Going to mix it up just a little bit today. You know, I've been listening, growing, trying to perfect my craft, and I've pretty much decided that I'm spending way too much time at the beginning of every episode reminding you where to find me. Um, we call that paying the bills here in this uh, crazy world of resource. But um, you know what? I, I'm just going to remind you, get real quick, get through it, get down to the nitty gritty, because I think that's why you tune in each week, frankly, is to, you know, plug into a real estate message, not a sales pitch. So here we go. Uh, you can find us on Facebook in a, n a number of places. You can catch us on the Facebook group, which is where we are live at this moment. You can catch the show weekly right around lunch on Wednesday, 12 noon-ish. You can find us on Instagram at jpitsrealtor, on Twitter at JTPA Louisville, on TikTok. Look for lots more content coming your way on TikTok, J underscore Pitts. You can find us on YouTube, dot com slash j pitts realtor and don't forget about jtp university we're going to be recording another episode that'll go live it is our sister piece of content here at resource you can find us everywhere you plot you you listen to podcasts any platform but specifically we would love your support on itunes and spotify five star reviews please keep them coming hit that follow button if you like what we do and it'll tell those platforms specifically that um you know, that to serve this podcast to people who like similar content to you. All right, without further ado, let's move on to today's message. So each week, there's no doubt, I have some consternation about what message I want to bring you. A lot of times, a lot of times it's an outgrowth of basically, you know, something we're talking about here in the day-to-day -day world of real estate, running a team, running a brokerage, running a mortgage company. A lot of times it's it's conversations we're having right here on the ground. What I've also figured, and, and transparency has become a large part of my business, what I found is that I get a different type of people that will listen to a podcast episode than will show up for a training. You know, once upon a time, the goals of this podcast were to, you know, achieve certain things and, and it's morphed over time to become a bit of an extension of our kind of education game, our mentorship game here at Remax Premier Properties. Most of our listeners are agents that are right here, licensed within this office that are, you know, transacting real estate and they just don't exactly have the time to show up for a training each week. They don't um, always, their schedules don't always align with my offerings. So they feel that there is a reliability of sorts that they can find if they don't make the meeting on Monday, if they don't make the training on Wednesday or Friday, where they can tune into the podcast and really hear kind of what message I'm driving that week. And, and this is no different, right? Um, 
I had a meeting this morning. I really wanted to bring you a nice talk on leadership. Um, you know, that, that moves the needle. As I tell Patrick all the time, I am allergic to boring. I am allergic to the same old, same old. I'm not going to sit here and do a PowerPoint presentation of things that are going to make you make you go cross-eyed, right? Lose interest and move on to the next, you know, you know, crime drama podcast, whatever you subscribe to. What I want to do is give you something that moves the needle. And in my research to basically support um, support the message that I'm going for today, you know, in terms of leadership, trying to morph something that was a bit bit too private to come out, you know, on the podcast with, I stumble upon this article. And and it, to me, it just spoke. Patrick can tell you, I looked up for my notebook and said, all right, let's roll because there's enough here that we can do an entire episode on. It's not some like, you know, Wall Street Journal or New York Times or anything, you know, legacy media. Um, this is basically a small business website. It's a blog site called smallbizgenius.net. I've literally never seen anything else that they've produced. Um, I am not, um, you know, this is not an endorsement of any sort whatsoever, but the title of this blog article is 30 plus essential real estate statistics. And I'm going to break down a few of these. I'm not going to go line by line or item through item. Um, but what really struck me is what I know to be true about our industry is supported in some of these statistics. And I'm going to kind of maybe debunk one or two for you or explain um, a few, and we're just going to kind of roll with it and see how far we get. To be fair, I have not gone through all 30. I just got through the like first seven or eight and was seeing a lot that I could sink my teeth into. So without further ado, let's rock and roll. 30 essential real estate statistics. Number one, according to what According to the National Association of Realtors, and those of you that are not aware, NAR has a plethora of statistics. If you just do a little Googling or go to their site and use the site map to search, you can find a ton of really good real estate statistics. Now, they don't update them, um, you know, as often as I would like, but they're still pretty relevant. And you can kind of, if you remember my, my uh, talk on investing a while back, I tell you that and this can be applied here, you need to feel the movement of the market, but you also need to back and support your notions with statistics, with real data, okay? At the end of that episode, I told you, price appreciation was high, rates are low, the market is fast, but cooling, you need to surge in your investment efforts, which I still believe today, and that may be a topic of a, uh, an episode coming to you very soon, but this is no different. Take a statistic and feel the market and how it reacts, okay? This is how you have intuition. This is how you, as we say in the opening, stay ahead of the curve. All right, so 41%, number one, 41% of home buyers choose a real estate agent based on a recommendation. It goes on to say nearly half of all potential buyers, okay, so excluding sellers here, rely on recommendations from friends, neighbors, or relatives when choosing their realtor. According to NAR statistics, only 12% opt for agents they've worked with before. 
Interesting. Does this mean they have more faith in others' judgments, or is it a matter of having bad experiences? And it goes on to suggest that you ensure you make a great first impression. Now, I'm going to agree uh, at large with this argument. I would, I would include one additional um, piece of information because I believe that we are amidst a flight to quality, a flight to consistency, a flight to reliability. Um, basically, what that means is that the market has come through some very tumultuous times. Very tumultuous times make people crave consistency and quality. Um, the perception of quality is in, of paramount importance in your business right now. This is why I'm conducting contests for my team to go out and secure reviews of their service on the major platforms that move the needle in this industry, namely Zillow is the one we worked on first. Google, uh, my business is where we went next. Uh, we, we dwarf any of our competition in the marketplace in terms of reviews on these platforms because you should be including reviews, trusted online reviews, whether that be Yelp or Google or any of these platforms, Zillow, I just told you the two that I'm, I'm indexing on, you should be including those in that percentage of people or the list of referral sources that people look to to get a recommendation. I, I firmly believe that a greater percentage get a recommendation than work with the agent before because, and this is, this is why, the process of buying or selling a home is an intensely stressful one. It is really hard in our industry for under-capitalized, under-educated, um, less than experienced, which we have a ton of in our business, realtors, less than experienced realtors to deliver a premium experience to a client and have them come through a closing with the notion that they've had a positive experience due to the stress inherent to the situation and just created probably even accidentally by the agent throughout the process. So it is important that you get, you create raving fans, not just for repeat, but for, you know, the testimony that they're going to give you either formally on one of those review engines or word of mouth to a client. All right. To a, a new, potential client. So that's number one. I'm going to agree mostly wholesale with that. Okay. Just with the one caveat that we're going to include reviews on Google, my business and Zillow as your primary importance. You might even consider Yelp, but they've not really made the commitment to the real estate space that the other two have. Number two, 52% of home buyers say the main purpose of a real estate agent is to find the desired property, find the desired property. Now, it goes on to say, clients also need help with negotiating, and about 12% of them rely on an agent to negotiate terms of sale or get a better price. I think that's worded kind of clunky there where they would say that 12% believe that negotiating is of supreme importance in the role of the agent um, because everybody, literally 100% of people that work with realtors do have realtors negotiate on their behalf. Um, if you think your main goal is to sell the neighborhood to the buyer and explain the benefits of a certain area, you're wasting your time. This article posits only 1% of buyers want to learn more about a neighborhood from an agent. That's an interesting um, statistic there. Most of them have already done the research 
and gone through the commercial real estate statistics beforehand. Commercial is a funny choice of word there. All right. So number two, 52% to repeat. 52% of home buyers say the main purpose of a real estate agent is to find the desired property. I'm going to disagree with this one. Um, and this is also a statistic, which pretty much most of these are, um, that are sourced to the National Association of Realtors. I would say that a larger percentage believe the realtor has access to properties that the consumer can't find online than an agent would like to believe. It is still a wildly, widely held misconception, I would say, that the consumer believes realtors have access to pro many properties that they don't know about. The truth is, is virtually every property on the market is available to the general consumer through a number of consumer-facing websites. The realtor has recognized this. They know it. They know the consumer has access to all the data. They do. They, in fact, would be surprised to hear that half believe their job is to find the property. I don't think 50%, 52% is, is a number that does the situation actual justice, um, but it's larger than realtors. Realtors, if realtors were asked the same question in reverse, I bet they'd say maybe five or 10% of consumers expect them to find the property. Um, it's larger than that, but I don't believe it to be 52. All right, um, just touching on the 12%, um, I believe that this goes back to number one. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a true opportunity to create a degree of separation between you and other real estate agents is that if you surge, surge forward, if you provide tons of value when it comes to negotiating, if you, if you display a true acumen for the, the process of negotiating price and terms for your client, you're going to create a ton of goodwill with that client. The increased opportunity for referrals and repeat business is the outcome there. This illustrates it. Only 12% of consumers believe it's your job to negotiate when you show them how you can move the needle because it means thousands of dollars. A one or two or three percentage points can mean tens of thousands depending on the price point. It's a true impact and it's a huge degree of separation because the consumer's not expecting of it to you from you because bad realtors don't display any sort of skill when it comes to this area. All right, let's move on to number three. 75% of home buyers, according to the National Association of Realtors, choose the first agent they interview. I'm going to stamp this one J. Pitts approved here because I have seen this bear out ad nauseum in my career many, many times over. Homeowners like to home buyers, home sellers even. This, this doesn't go far enough. Um, let's see. If you schedule a meeting with a potential buyer, there's a good chance you'll be hired. Absolutely true. The majority of people settle for their first choice while only 15% interview a second agent. This means that you should concentrate your efforts on getting the first interview. A bit of clever marketing and a good reputation can go a long way. Absolute rubber stamp. Yes, um, if, if you you know, 
read between the lines here, 75 plus 15 is only 90. That means only 10% take more than two meetings, which is also interesting. So uh, especially in a marketplace where, like we said in number two, the consumer has access to all of the information and does a lot of the homework ahead of time, and there are numerous opportunities to grab the attention of the consumer where they are, that first face-to-face -face meeting has become of paramount importance. I will tell you this, you know, if you, talk, if you hear my, my philosophy about growing the size of the pie and taking a smaller and smaller piece, um, it's, it's a recognition of the fact that there is a massive market out there, massive market. And our share of it can be relatively small and we can still be wildly successful. And when these opportunities align, grabbing attention, internet research being done by the consumer, do-it-yourself kind of interest peaked across all industries. And 75% of people buy a home with the first agent they meet with, we have been able to take market share from legacy institutions, companies that are you know, just entrenched in our market that have been hesitant to, to buy in, hand over fist. I've grown real estate agents from out of the business in the last 12 months to greater levels of success than 20 and 30 year veterans have based on this principle alone. Get the first meeting. If you're out there and you're a listener and you're not on my team so you don't get to hear this on a daily basis, get the first meeting. Get a coffee meeting, get a lunch meeting, get a buyer consultation, get a listing appointment, get a showing appointment, get whatever you can, whatever you can, get the first meeting. Be the first one to take the first meeting Seven out of seven and a half out of ten, you're gonna you're gonna end up closing a deal with. All right, let's move on. Uh, number four. This is according to Homelight, which I believe to be accurate, but the numbers in line with the NAR statistic. Homelight is a uh, data and you know marketing company, mainly marketing here in the in in the residential real estate space. That says that there are over two million real estate agents in the United States. Now, 1.5 million was the number, but that was I think that's been seasoned about three years, four years, potentially now. Um, I, I somehow have mentally blocked the months of, you know, March through December of 2020. So if, if it's been four years, okay. Um, two million realtors, and, and what we personally experienced is a lot of people flooding the industry since COVID. So yeah, two million, I'm gonna buy that. I'm going to buy 2 million real estate agents. We have over 5,000 in the Greater Louisville Association of Realtors. So um, pretty incredible statistic, to be frank. Um, let's see. Record-breaking number, 39,307 real estate agents in the Los Angeles multiple listing service. So, yeah, pretty crazy. 5,000 here in Louisville, 39,000 in L.A. They say... Um, you know, the DMV and the real estate board in California shares an office building for a reason, because if you've got one, you've probably got both. Um, 
64%, number five, of realtors are women. These realtor statistics come from National Association of Realtors 2020 report includes a membership of 1.4 million. So they're acknowledging 1.4 million members of the NAR, which probably means that there are 600,000 non-members. For comparison, 1.23 million members in 2016, so an upward trend there. Um, according to NAR, the typical realtor today is a college-educated 55-year-old white woman. And that, I'm sure, is by median calculations. Um, slight assumption on my part, but I will see, I will, I will agree with this. Um, I know that the industry is weighted more heavily females um, over males. Um, I do know that the good, that a, that a, um, a better than, better than 50% are white. It's actually substantially greater than that. So yeah, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. Um, 64% of realtors are women and the prototypical by the numbers real estate agent is a 55 year old college, college educated white female. All right. Number six, 76% of realtors use Facebook for their work. So let's see, 76% of realtors, real estate agent stats show that most licensed real estate agents rely on Facebook for their real estate marketing needs. It makes sense considering one of the world's largest social networks with over 2.79 billion users. In addition, more than half of realtors, 60% covered in AR's research, also use LinkedIn, while 70% have their own website, and the majority use some sort of real estate CRM software. Okay, so um, we're gonna get into each one of those individually. I'm gonna say 76% of realtors use Facebook for their work. Sounds low, but it's, I'm gonna buy it because the average age of a real estate agent, which we may catch, is in the upper 50s, meaning, and we know that social media use declines despite it being a growth demographic for Facebook, um, you know, which means they're seeing high adoption rates, okay, at, at older ages. Social media use substantially declines with age. So I'm gonna say that 76% is accurate. 60% um, using LinkedIn, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sell on that, that is, uh, that is not what I have, what I have witnessed. Um, I don't believe LinkedIn is actively used by most. I've done a class here recently on LinkedIn use here at the brokerage. I believe it is an opportunity, but it is certainly underutilized. I'm gonna say 70% having their own website is probably high, but I'm gonna buy it. Um, and the majority have some sort of real estate CRM. We have to look at the wording there use it says use some kind of real estate crm i'm going to sell on that one we should have called this buy seller hold patrick um but if, if if we're looking at buy seller hold on this um i'm going to sell on use some kind of real estate crm if you change the wording to have i would buy it totally because it is one of the most underutilized tools and waste it's like ketchup okay patrick when have you gotten the appropriate amount of ketchup ever. You always, no, you always get too much. Come on, you're like every other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the waste level on ketchup is like the waste level for real estate agents and CRMs. Everybody pays, well, not everybody. I buy that, I buy that the majority pay for it, 
But of that slim majority that pay for it, a very small percentage actually use it. Um, which is a good time to plug a startup that I'm involved with, Simba, S-Y-M-B-A. If you're an agent here, you've no doubt talked to my my uh, my man, co-founder of Simba, Ryan Harris, who is an agent on this, on this team and in this brokerage. He and some really smart guys have reimagined a real estate CRM for mobile first use. It is a mobile first platform designed to be done 100% on your mobile device. Check out Simba, getsimba.com, G-E-T-S-Y-M-B-A.com. All right, moving on. Number six, see, we don't do sales pitches, just little, little small doses. Number seven, in 2019, a realtor's median business expenses were $6,290. In order to be good at their jobs, they need to stay mobile. What, what a transition. Um, because of that, the biggest chunk of their money goes to vehicle expenses, $1,400, according to U.S. National Real Estate Statistics. This is from NAR as well. This is a lot when you consider that fact that agents earn a median income of $49,700, median gross income of $49,700. Remember, real estate agents, if you're new to this, your commissions is the scoreboard. It's not what you put in your pocket. Everybody has cost of doing business. I'm going to buy all this. $62.90 sounds good for median. $49.7 I know to be roughly true in terms of median gross income. And I believe that the vehicle is the largest expense because we drive a lot. All right, number eight. Uh, according to 2020 statistics, the average U.S. realtor has nine years of experience um, and that number has risen by one full year since 2018. Totally by that. Um, if you've listened to this podcast long, you know that I believe there to be a ticking time bomb in terms of the real estate agent population in this country. We are on an abnormally long positive streak. If you want to say the most progressive, um, interpretation we were in a good good market since 2000 and probably 11 if you want to be as conservative as possible you could say 2013 but nobody would argue that when 2014 rolled around that we weren't in a very robust real estate market and if you look at it like that we're seven years in and ready for a correction the average age of a real estate agent i think last i looked i'll probably get refuted by this later on in this list because we're about ending at about the uh, what I reviewed ahead of time. Um, 58 is what I've read. Okay, what do you think is going to happen with an average age of 58, a lot of interest from youthful new entrants and a shrinking market? When the market does correct, people are going to retire. That's what's going to happen. So um, when that happens, the the average age of the real estate agent population will get inherently younger and through basically no effort whatsoever. And again, it might get drastically younger because the people that I'm seeing entering the market are pretty young on average. Um, that's anecdotal. Can't do a whole lot. All right. I'm going to skip around a little bit. Um, skip around a little bit here because we're getting into this list goes into uh, you know, for sale by owner statistics, housing, housing market statistics and figures. Uh, home buying statistics, not specific to real estate agents, but there's a couple that are really, really interesting. Um, you know, 
I think that, um, you know, some of these are very intriguing and I want to share with you and then we'll wrap up for the day. But uh, number 34, the last one on the list, I thought really grabbed my attention. Doing the paperwork is the number one problem for 20% of home buyers. One in 20 think that the paperwork is the biggest issue. It goes on. Young people seem to be struggling the most with this bureaucracy. It gets easier with age, though, apparently. While 27% of millennials under 28 can't deal with paperwork, another 38% have trouble understanding the home buying process and the necessary steps. Seniors are a lot more confident as 35% of the silent generation consider it a walk in the park. I, I don't really know what to make of that other than I think it's a bit of impatience. The older you are, the less immediate gratification you have expected throughout your life. I do agree that the process is cumbersome. However, brokerages like ours that have bought into paperless filing, electronic signatures, you know, different avenues to to alleviate some of the issues. I, I would say that they're just a little that's a little less of an issue for us. Um, but there's a lot of legacy brokerages out there that still haven't gone that way. The closing process, and I think this could probably more aptly be attributed to the mortgage, the lack of innovation on the mortgage side of things. Again, and, and all that comes down to recording processes and government bureaucracy and things like that that we can't control as industry professionals. But if the mortgage industry would find a way to drive the closing paperwork more digital, this would go away. So kind of interesting though that one in five say the biggest problem um, I'd be anxious to see what what uh, that other 80% is comprised of um, let's see 74% of younger Millennials prefer new homes because they don't have to renovate or think about bad plumbing that's funny funny and specific um, I will agree with the sentiment that Millennials don't want to do don't want to do home maintenance Okay, the trend of renovation is it, it, it's, it's one or the other, right? It's feast or famine. You have those that only will buy something that they can renovate because they like specificity. You're going you're gonna to trend toward like firstborns. I'm a big proponent of birth order. Firstborns like to have everything they want and the way they want. And having the blank slate to be able to renovate to their specs. I'm a firstborn. I've done this numerous times. My wife is a firstborn. We're both stubborn as hell. We were actually talking about that. And our firstborn being similar just before the podcast went live today. I think those are the ones that are buying rental properties. Um, the, rest, the rest of the millennials out there want absolutely nothing to do. And I guess this does say younger millennials because I'm a millennial old, you know, coming in at 1981 birth year, which has somehow become a millennial. Um, I've made a lot of money flipping houses by making older homes maintenance-free and affordable for young people to purchase. So I'm thinking it's an absolute buy here. 93% uh, of people visit websites when searching for homes. That's a total sell. Um, I think the even the silent generation is online now looking for homes. Very rarely do you ever, you know, meet with someone actually never I, d I don't know that it's ever happened literally never happened where I've spoken with someone who is interested in purchasing that has not looked online I mean my mother texts me Zillow links on the regular okay and she is definitely not a millennial all right um let's see 
There was one more that I wanted to get through with you guys. Um, 33% of all people who buy a home in the United States are first-time homebuyers. Think about that for a moment. You know, you've heard me quote the, you know, Zillow trends, real estate trends report, the housing trends each year. This is another example. This is this is a National Association of Realtors statistic from 2021. This this article was published in June that states something along these lines. You need to understand the force that the millennial generation is bringing with it into the real estate market. People ask me all the time, Jay, are we going to, are we in the midst of a bubble? Will, when will this bubble bust? I don't think it will, guys. I really don't. We could slip into recession and housing should still be good because we have simply a large percentage of the United States population in peak earning years, family formation years, and the demand outstrips supply no matter how you slice it. Building has its own challenges, right? We, we should have seen and have to a certain extent, but should have seen a lot more new construction completed this year with, with labor prices mainly. Everybody wants to blame lumber. Lumber has come down substantially. It's still high, and it was obscenely high for a good portion of this year, but labor prices are crazy high. Material costs across the board are increased. Inflation is really hurting the building business. Okay, it's increasing property values by 10, 12, 15% year over year, but you've seen you've seen double digit increases in, in in every sector of new construction, which is making it harder for the construction industry to deliver new livable housing units, okay, for any less than what you can buy existing for. In fact, it's substantially more, probably 25, 30% more on the price per square foot as compared to existing homes. So when you look at 33% are new buyers. You need to understand that these people are move ups, even in the middle of a recession, as long as they have jobs, as long as rates are relatively low. So as a real estate agent, you need to keep your head down. Stay focused. Like I told you a couple weeks ago, it's prospecting season. People are looking for certainty. They're looking for quality, which is the point of all these statistics and understanding how they interweave is you have to be that certainty. You have to be that quality. You have to plant landmines for them to step on out there in their way. This is called inbound marketing. That's reviews, that's Facebook ads, that's constant brand impressions. Okay? Some may be, you know, automated, some may be, you know, executed by staff or in a system or what have you, but whatever you do, you need to layer these brand impressions because they're going to bump into you five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, twenty-four 12, 24 times, and they're going to remember you. And it's this generation of young people that is going to carry real estate forward for the next decade or two, regardless of where the economy at large goes. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this. I should have called it buy, sell, or hold. We might edit that in post and throw it up on the on the title, but buy, sell, or hold 30 real estate, essential real estate statistics. Uh, stepped on my words a bit there. Hope you enjoyed this. This is a lot of the stuff. When I saw it, it just grabbed me. We might do a little more of this kind of in the future. Um, and one last ploy, parting shot, if you will. Guys, things are changing. Taxes, you need to pay attention. Um, inflation, 
interest rates are still low, but they're going to climb. You need to be out there buying rental houses, rental property right now. If you are a real estate agent in Louisville, Kentucky, and you're not invested in some sort of real estate, primary residence first, okay, finance, low interest, long term, and then moving into income real estate, you're missing the boat. That's all I got to say, folks. Once again, quick, quick and dirty. The Resource Podcast on Facebook, at JTPA Louisville on Twitter, at J Pitts Realtor on Instagram, at J underscore Pitts on TikTok, YouTube.com slash J Pitts Realtor for quick hits, episodes, check out the reels, check out the TikToks, give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. We wouldn't hate a five-star review either. We appreciate you checking in with us each week. We'll be back real soon. Don't forget about JTP University, our sister piece of content. Once again, I am Jay Pitts, your host, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties. We'll see you soon.